Welcome to the Optimized Mom Podcast, where we explore strategies for trading burnout, overwhelm, and exhaustion for simplicity, efficiency, and joy. Why? Because I want you to have the time and energy to care for yourself, have fun with your family, and share your sparkle with the world. Hi folks, Anissa here. We had a super fun weekend. We got to go see the uh, finals of American Ninja Warrior. Now we are not a big um, TV family here in this house, but that is one show that we all watch together. And uh, I live in Las Vegas, which most of the time is pretty much like living any place else. But we do have neat opportunities pop up sometime. And so uh, this weekend, it was those Ninja Warrior finals, which were awesome, except that they didn't start taping until nearly nine o'clock. And we stayed, although they, they went all night, uh, we stayed until, oh gosh, around 2.30, 2.45 in the morning, which uh, was late for the little boys, but was also super late for me. <laughs> I typically... Um, when I, you know, the kids and I will brush our teeth around, you know, 8.15, 8.30, something like that. And then I am typically getting into bed right when they do. And, you know, I'll read a book for a little bit. And for me, it's lights out around 9 or 9.15 p.m. So this felt a little, uh, a little rough on Sunday when I woke up. I'd had maybe four, four and a half hours of sleep and uh, was dragging a little bit. And I remembered a blog post I'd done ages ago called uh, How to Have a Great Day When You Haven't Slept. So I actually went and looked that post up because, you know, if you're gonna take the time to make all those tips, you might as well take your own advice. And uh, did a lot of this stuff on Sunday, did have an awesome day, and wanted to chat with you guys, uh, since I know a lot of people would rather listen to a podcast than read a blog, uh, thought I would chat with you guys about some strategies for if you are in a situation, you know, we moms are so often in these situations where, you know, we're breastfeeding a new baby, or we've got a kid who's sick, or we've got a toddler that keeps coming into bed with us. You know, we're often surviving on less than that recommended uh, eight hours of sleep or so. So let's talk about some things you can do if you find yourself in a situation where you didn't get a good night's sleep and you have to do your day anyway. All right, the first tip is kind of an obvious one. We have all heard that infuriating advice, sleep when the baby sleeps. Yeah, right. <laughs> but my first bit of advice would be, if you can, to take a nap. Um, and your nap doesn't really need to be long. In fact, you would probably prefer it not to be too long. Um, sleep experts agree that the ideal time of day to take a nap is between 1 and 3 p.m. That fits in really nicely with your body's circadian rhythm so that it doesn't interfere with the sleep that you're going to get at nighttime. And the ideal nap length is only about 20 to 30 minutes. In fact, if you sleep between, say, 30 minutes and an hour, you're probably not going to feel great. You're going to be interrupting a, um, a deeper level of sleep there. You know, we go through these sleep stages where you've got your light sleep, your REM sleep, your deep sleep. If you sleep between 30 minutes and an hour, you're going to be falling into one of those deep sleep cycles, which will leave you feeling groggy afterward. 
If, on the other hand, you sleep for more than 60 minutes, you're often getting into one of those REM sleep stages and um, you know, you'll feel a little bit more refreshed when you wake up. But a nap of 20 to 30 minutes is plenty. And even if you're not actually sleeping during that time, if you're just kind of resting with your eyes closed, it's still a chance to lie down and recharge, to clear your brain a little bit, to kind of hit the reset button. So don't worry if you're lying there and nothing is happening. Second, I urge you to fuel your body. Now, one of the things we need to know is that our willpower is gonna get zapped when we're tired. It's really, really tough. You know, you're using so much energy just to stay awake. You don't have the energy to resist those things that, um, that you don't want. When you're trying to get through the day with no sleep, you really are gonna feel like you wanna indulge in those cravings for the sugary stuff, the carb-laden foods, you know, the stuff that's kind of garbagey, but it's quick and easy to grab. Um, and it does give you a quick energy boost, but as soon as your body processes that sugar and those carbs, then your energy levels plummet again, your insulin and your blood sugar levels come back down, and then, you know, you get in this cycle where you eat something sugary and carby, you get an energy boost for a second, then you crash, then you eat something else, you crash and feel worse, um, and it just keeps going. What is excellent to try instead, and this does require a little forethought. You know, if you're in a season where you're tired a lot, it, it makes sense to plan for this. Um, to have, you know, a denser breakfast, a healthier breakfast that would have things like eggs or Greek yogurt or, you know, a protein powder smoothie or some steel-cut no steel oats, something like that, um, that's a little bit healthier. You know, if you take a couple minutes to cook the hard-boiled eggs, they don't, they're no harder to eat than like, you know, a Pop-Tart or an energy bar. Um, okay, they don't taste <laughs> quite as good always, but um, you get your healthy protein then and you feel a little bit better. For lunch, you could eat something, you know, some, some non-starchy veggies, some protein, some um, nutrient-dense carbohydrates, some healthy fat. Um, something that's actually going to give you legitimate energy rather than a spike. If you want snacks, you can get things like nut butters or hummus or, again, with the hard-boiled eggs, <laughs> fruit, nuts, seeds, those kind of things that are still quick to grab but less likely to, um, to give you one of those artificial blood sugar spikes. All right, number three. This one's super easy. Drink some water. Probably you are dehydrated. The vast, vast majority of us are hydrated, are dehydrated most of the time. They estimate that like 75% of adults don't drink enough water. So the recommendation that I see most often is that we are drinking about half of our body weight in pounds in ounces every day. So if I weigh 150 pounds, I need to be drinking at, le at least 75 ounces every day just to start. Now, if you are living in a hot climate, hot, dry climate like I do here in Las Vegas, it should be more. If you're drinking alcohol, it should be more. If you are breastfeeding, just go drink some water. <laughs> if you are breastfeeding, the recommendations that I have seen go as high as like 140 ounces a day um, in order to not be dehydrated, because we know what happens. I mean, nature makes sure that the baby's gonna get nutrition and liquid. You're just gonna feel like shit because you're dehydrated. So um, 
let's just go get a quick drink of water right now. If you're not drinking adequate water, I mean, we know you, that you feel kind of sluggish and that sort of thing, but there are real health concerns. Your blood pressure can drop, blood flow to your brain can slow down, your muscles feel sluggish and sore. I mean, this, this is a problem. A lot of times I will notice in the afternoon that I start feeling kind of like, ugh. And um, the first thing I always do is go refill my water glass and chug a glass of water. And so often that picks me right back up. So definitely make sure you are hydrating yourself extra if you're tired. Number four, drink some coffee. Yes, we know this one, right? The little boost of caffeine really does help sometimes. Um, I am in a season of life where I am drinking a lot less caffeine. I found it was really contributing to my anxiety. It was, you know, even if I was drinking it before noon, it was still negatively affecting my sleep. And so I am kind of off this right now, but there were plenty of seasons of my life where caffeine is what made it, uh, made the day go for me. Um, from what I have read most recently, it sounds like a tiny, tiny percentage of caffeine makes it into breast milk, but not a whole lot. So you can even drink caffeine and breastfeed safe safely. Um, it, 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 it is something that's good in the seasons for when you need it. Next, make sure that you are breathing enough. There are some really fun breathing exercises. There's one um, that I've linked in the blog post called Yogic Coffee that involves just um, quick pulses of breathing in and breathing out, lifting your arms at the same time, that um, in just a couple minutes, you get this really great natural energy boost. When you're breathing deeply, you're regulating the oxygen levels in your blood, and then you're giving the cells the oxygen that they need to produce energy. So um, make sure, obviously, we, you know, we talk all the time about breathing in terms of calming you down um, or helping you get to sleep or those sorts of things, but breathing can also be used to boost energy levels too. Next is exercise, exercise, I know. When you are exhausted, the last thing that you want to do is exercise, but it really can boost your energy and boost your mood. Um, you know, a, a lot of times people will talk about, about exercise basically being like a burst of Prozac, um, but it also gives you extra energy and extra good feelings for like 12 hours after you do it. You know, there, there, we talk about the runner's high, about this endorphin rush for a reason. It helps you take in more oxygen, which we just said was important. Um, it's increasing those endorphin levels and it's also improving your cardiovascular health, helping your mental focus, helping you sleep better um, when it comes time to sleep again. Absolutely find some way to get a little bit of exercise that you enjoy. It can be something just, you know, as quick as, as you know, I've got a trampoline in um, my spare bedroom, jump it on the tr trampoline for a few minutes, or, you know, we'll put on the music sometimes and have a little dance party, me and the kids with the song that we like. Going for a walk around the block and getting just some, you know, some sunshine and some fresh air and some exercise, it really does help, even if it's not your first instinct when you're tired. Next, when you are getting that walk, you also might want to get some sunlight. Sunlight is super for helping to regulate your body's internal clock. 
Um, so especially right when you get up, um, I have talked about this before in some of the posts I've done on jet lag and that sort of thing, daylight savings time. Um, especially right when you wake up, you want that sunlight to be hitting your eyeballs because it's signaling to your body that it's daytime now. It's sort of resetting that internal clock, that circadian rhythm, rhythm, yes, circadian rhythm. All of a sudden that sounded, you know how sometimes you say words and they don't, <laughs> they don't sound right, but it is resetting your circadian rhythm, reminding you that it's morning, it's time to be up. Um, and it also helps boost your serotonin levels. Like we were saying with exercise a minute ago, serotonin is one of those feel good hormones. This is gonna cheer you up, give you a burst of energy. So yeah, combine that sun exposure with the walk that we just talked about, get a little bit of exercise and a little bit of sunshine. You will be feeling a lot more human. Next trick is to grab some essential oil. Um, peppermint essential oil has been proven to fight fatigue and it can give you a little bit of a boost if you're dragging. Um, you also might look into citrus oils like lemon or sweet orange that would help you increase your energy and encourage a positive mood. Um, you can put these in a diffuser, you can um, mix them with a little bit of oil and put them um, with a little bit of a what they call a carrier oil. It doesn't have to be fancy, it could be like olive oil or something. Um, and put it like under your nose or uh, on your, your temples or, you know, sometimes on, on my wrists, I'll do something like that. Um, you know, I'm not one of those people that sells essential oils or anything, but I know right now, um, a good friend of mine gave me a bar of peppermint soap, like a mix of peppermint and coffee. And it's in my shower right now. And I, I know every morning when I wake up and I'm showering with that, you know, spicy peppermint smell, um, in my nose and the, then it, you know, it stays on your skin for a little bit after it, it just is the best. It is such a nice, um, vibrant way to wake up. So try some oil. All right. This next one is a biggie. Change your mindset. It is typical with all of us to make the fact that we're not sleeping into something super dramatic. Oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. Ugh, the baby didn't sleep again. Ugh, you know, and, and we get in this spiral of, um, we have, we feel a little bit of fatigue and we turn it into this whole story of, you know, just life is awful. I'm so tired. I, I don't even want to go to sleep because I know the baby's just going to wake me up and, um, oh, how am I going to function today? I know I'm just way too exhausted. And it just turns into this, this drama. And um, this makes us feel stressed out and terrible in addition to feeling that actual physical fatigue. Physical fatigue is annoying, but then we pile all this drama on top of it and we make it worse. Now, I have a, uh, a podcast that I love to listen to. It is called Unfuck Your Brain. It is by a really smart lady by the name of Carl Lowenthal, who is a life coach. And she has a great podcast about insomnia. And one of the tricks that she mentions in there is to recall, like, when you were falling in love with your partner um, and you were up all night, you know, fooling around. And then the next day you retired at work. You weren't like dragging yourself through the day 
ticked off and exhausted. You know, it was, it was, oh, this is wonderful. I'm in love. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to go home and do it again. You know, it, it's a totally different sort of mindset about it. The fatigue is the same. Well, maybe not totally the same. Let's be honest. When you are breastfeeding a baby, that is like fatigue on a whole other level. But, um, so often, you know, we have a bad night and it, we just make it into this big dramatic story when instead we could look at it is that, oh, you know, it's fine. You have the power to create whatever story you want at any moment. So let's make the thoughts around our tiredness positive ones. You can think things like, I've got all the energy I need to make it through today. Or I'm a little tired, but I've made it through days like this before. I got this. Or, you know, even something just as kind of a mantra, like my mind is sharp and my body is awake. Really practicing thinking these thoughts on purpose instead of just letting your brain go into the automatic negative ones. Super helpful, super helpful. Makes it so much easier. You might not feel that much more awake, but at least you're not gonna feel sleepy and miserable. All right, my next suggestion is to go to bed earlier. I know, I sound like a little bit of an asshole <laughs> suggesting this one. We can't always go to bed earlier. You know, a lot of times you're doing all you can do, but it is worth a check of your evening routine to see if there's a chance that you could make it to bed any earlier. Um, you know, I, I always think back to when Cameron, my oldest son, was a newborn. We used to stay up at night so we could have, you know, couple time watching um, Criminal Minds. <laughs> Criminal Minds, for whatever reason, was our show, which is kind of like macabre to think about. Um, but yeah, this was our time to hang out, right? You know, don't we say that so often? It's like, we got to have mommy and daddy time. We were zombified in front of the screen. Like I easily could have just gone to bed. But instead, I was choosing this really low quality time and not getting the extra sleep that I could have gotten. Um, now, as I said, I'm pretty passionate about going to bed pretty early, um, turning my electronics off. You know, my goal is always by the time I'm, I'm about to do the bedtime routine with the kids, my electronics are all off. I haven't been watching TV in the evenings at all. Um, and you know, not really using my iPad or anything either. And I'm sleeping a lot better. You know, for me, um, it was less about getting a good amount of sleep because my kids are a little bit older, but I wasn't sleeping well. And, um, you know, I'll talk about this a little bit on a future podcast, but I got an aura ring. And one of the things that I found, uh, using this ring that tracked my sleep cycle was that I was sleeping, but my heart rate wasn't lowering until late in the night. Um, my, um, I wasn't getting a ton of deep sleep. And when I started experimenting with stuff, what really fixed it for me was taking the screens out of my nighttime routine, which is a super bummer because I liked to read eBooks. Um, you know, it's fun to sit and, you know, maybe I do a Spanish lesson on Duolingo. I even have an, uh, an app that I sketch on. So, you know, I wasn't doing these crazy, like light you up kind of, you know, get you angry, you know, fights on social media or anything like that. I was doing what I thought were relaxing activities, but just the blue light and the extra stimulation from um, my iPad was too much for me. So take a look at your bedtime routine and see if there's anything that you could do to make it more restful or anything that you could cut out that you wouldn't miss too much um, so that you can get to bed earlier. Finally, I do wanna say get a checkup 
if you really think things aren't right. You know, there's a natural level of tiredness and then there's that level of tiredness that just continues. Um, and a lot of times we moms are used to just pushing through. You get accustomed to being exhausted and you just keep going. Um, but sometimes it is an example of a bigger health problem, an underlying medical issue, even something small. Like I was just saying, um, you know, with the aura ring that I got, I wasn't sleeping well. It was something that I was able to fix at home, but it, it, I was not getting restorative sleep. And that was the reason that I was tired at this time. In the past, you know, I've told the story before about um, having breast cancer while I was pregnant with my, um, with my second child. I was really tired and I thought, well, I'm just pregnant. I didn't remember being that tired during the second and third trimester with my first, but I said, oh, I'm a little, early, a little older and uh, you know, maybe you're just tired. Well, you know, then it turned out I was diagnosed with cancer. Maybe that extra fatigue was from that. It can be simple things like a little bit of anemia or a little bit of a thyroid issue that often is easily corrected if you talk to somebody. So if you try some of the suggestions that I mentioned above um, and you don't feel like you're better, do talk to a professional about it and get it straightened out um, because, you know, we want you to be your sparkly self. Okay, so now we're feeling a little bit better going through our day, but what about if you have to get stuff done and uh, you've had no sleep, you're a little worried about your performance, um, let's talk about some strategies for actually being productive, tackling a few things on your list on these days that you know you're not 100%. Number one tip for this is to wake up and get started right away. It is so tempting if you've had very little sleep to just keep hitting that snooze button. Um, know that that light sleep that you're getting as you keep dozing off again and again is not really restorative. Um, so you'd be better off hopping out of bed, taking advantage, getting some sunlight on your eyeballs, as we said, and a big glass of water. Um, but then tackling whatever your most important project is while the house is still quiet and nobody else is up. Um, I mentioned it in passing, but do your most important task first. It's really easy when you're you're only kind of half there, you're really tired, to just kind of putter around and do stuff. And we do these kind of low level activities. They, they it, We get that little endorphin rush of like, oh look, I completed something. I unloaded the dishwasher. Um, and when what's really eating at you, what really needs to be done is, you know, this, who knows what it is for you. Are you working on some sort of a side hustle? Are you writing something important? Do you have creative work that you want to do? Do you want to get clothes organized for a, um, a swap that's coming up, you know, baby clothes for a kid swap. It could be any of those kind of things, but you have some sort of big task that if you did it today, you would feel awesome. Try to get that task done first while you have the energy to do it. Um, because the longer you wait in the day, the less willpower you're going to have and the more tired you're going to be and the more interruptions you're going to have, frankly, as the house gets noisier, the kids get busier and, you know, little fires pop up. I always advocate picking a priority the night before the one thing that you want to get accomplished and writing it down. And as soon as your feet hit the floor in the morning, going and tackling it. 
Next, I would suggest breaking your tasks into manageable chunks. If you have hung with me for any length of time, you know I do my very best to break most things into 10 minute tasks. This is because it is really hard to talk yourself out of doing a task that is 10 minutes. I know that I could do just about anything for 10 minutes. And so I am always saying, you know, I, I don't need to sit down and write this whole thing right now. I'm just going to get started on it, work on it for 10 minutes and see what happens. Um, I don't need to fold all of the laundry right now. I'm going to fold laundry for 10 minutes. I'm going to bounce on my trampoline for 10 minutes. I'm going to do whatever for 10 minutes. See if you can take a task, a mammoth task that just feels impossible. Break it down into little pieces and tackle it that way. Um, incidentally, if I'm doing tasks that require a little bit more thought and a little bit more of a flow state, I tend to do the Pomodoro timer thing and go for more like 25 minutes or even 50. Um, but with nearly all my household chores, um, cooking, any other sorts of little, um, little tasks, decluttering, organizing those sorts of things, I break them into little bits of 10 minutes at a time because we can all find 10 minute chunks. We can all, you know, harness our energy for 10 minutes and boy, you can accomplish a lot 10 minutes at a time, 10 minutes, uh, every day for a month is what? Five hours. That's a lot of time when you weren't going to do anything anyway, <laughs> you know, so often we just go, eh, I don't have the energy for that. I'm not even going to start it. I'll save that for tomorrow. And it doesn't ever get started, but boy, 10 minutes at a time can really get you something. Next, let's cut down the list of things that we think we need to do. We all walk around with these mammoth to-do lists and um, we kind of use them, I think in a lot of cases, as a way to beat ourselves up and, uh, and make ourselves miserable. Don't punish yourself with your to-do list. What really needs to get done? I already urged you the night before to plan your most important task for today. But are there other things that you are doing as a part of your to-do list that don't really need to get done or that somebody else thinks you need to get done, but you don't really care about that much? Really look and see where you can cut ruthlessly. Take your list down to the very bare minimum. Celebrate the heck out of yourself for the stuff that you are doing. You know, I think new moms have this, especially that, um, you know, we look around and say, I'm not doing anything. You know, the house is a mess. I'm, I'm not working toward my goals or those sorts of things. And we fail to realize the mammoth task that you're actually doing of keeping a little one alive, of often feeding them out of your own body. You know, this is important work. So celebrate that and ruthlessly cut the extra things that, um, that don't need to get done during this particular season. You know, we all have seasons of our lives where things are a little bit, um, you know, that the universe seems to be working with us, you know, that we can kind of hum along and do our own thing. When you are in a phase of life that is exhausting, even if it's just a day of life that's exhausting, that may not be your day to be superhuman and miss productivity. That's okay. Give yourself a little, a little break and uh, cut down to the very essentials. They're probably fewer than you think. Next, I would urge you to stand up. Of course, we all wanna plop on the couch when we're tired, um, but if you've got something that you really need to do, 
Uh, think about standing up while you complete it. Standing up not only improves your posture, it gets your blood flowing, you can add in a little stretch and make it even better. Um, if you're in a situation where you're kind of sitting down and working at a desk, give yourself these breaks to stand up. You know, do the breathing exercise that we talked about earlier. It will really refresh you. Next, disable distractions. We already said that your willpower and your self-control are going to decrease when you're tired. So this means that if you're trying to get through the day with no sleep, you're not going to be able to resist the temptation to play on your phone all day. <laughs> Set yourself up for success. Remove those electronic distractions that are gonna keep you from doing what you need to do. Um, disable notifications on your phone or on your tablet. Um, consider removing the apps that you don't really want to be using, things like Candy Crush, in my case, or Instagram. Take those things off so that you're not tempted to do those instead of doing the meaningful work that you want to do. Next, consider turning on some music. Music is great for boosting your energy. Um, and the playlist you choose is gonna depend on what you are trying to accomplish. If you just wanna get energized to do some kind of mindless stuff around the house, look for songs that have positive lyrics and um, you're looking for a tempo of beats per minute from around 100 to 130. Um, you can search in some place like Spotify for like 130 BPM playlist and you will find people have already gone through and done all this work for you to collect those tracks. Um, if you're going to be trying to do more focused, focused, more focused work, <laughs> you will want to um, stay away from anything with lyrics, obviously, because that's going to be distracting to a brain that is already tired. You'll want to choose more rhythmic instrumental music that has kind of an upbeat tempo. Um, you can do classical music, but if that's not your thing, you can do techno or drum and bass or, you know, any of those kind of, I like um, all the different, like, uh, like jazz hop and trip hop and <laughs> some of those kind of things that have a little bit of a, uh, a cool background, a, a nice, nice beat that you can dance to, but, um, but are instrumental and quiet. They really help me focus. Just head to Spotify. You can find a playlist on anything you can think of. And finally, don't forget to tap into your support system. If you're trying to get through the day with no sleep, remember you have options. You have lots of options. Sometimes it just feels like there is nobody to help me. You know, I, I, we certainly were in the situation where we didn't have any family that lived close by. My husband at one point was traveling like more than 250 days a year with his job and, you know, baby and toddler at home. Um, I totally get what that feels like to feel like you're isolated. Remember, there are options for, you know, getting a mother's helper, for, you know, exchanging childcare with a friend, for just thinking outside the box. And, you know, even if it has to be something like the electronic babysitter, putting the kids in front of a show so you have a minute to, you know, to work quietly and refocus or lie down on the couch and take a nap get the help that you need, whether it's, it is electronic help or physical help, paid for help, um, exchanged help. Um, make sure that you're not trying to do this all alone and suffer in silence. Um, you know, as humans in general, we want to be helpful. We will help you, but you have to let us know that you need it. All right, guys, now a little pep talk. 
Usually this no sleep thing is temporary and it never feels like it when you are in the middle of it. It never does. I remember thinking um, that my oldest son especially would never sleep. It would never happen. Actually both my kids because the oldest one um, really had trouble falling asleep as a baby. The older one slept well as a baby, but then as a toddler um, would not stay in his bed. As soon as we, we put him in the toddler bed that didn't have the sides up on it, because uh, he was one of those ones that would like climb out. Um, as soon as we put him in the, uh, the toddler bed, he was off to the races and out of bed just night after night after night after night. Um, it feels like you will never get back to sleep, um, but sleep, sleepy nights are coming. I promise it is coming for you. Hang in there. Do what you need to do in the meantime in order to feel good. Know that the strategies that I outlined here, although they don't always feel like you want to do them when you're exhausted, they will help you to feel better. So please do what you can do to make yourself feel better. Remember that this is temporary. Hang in there. We have all been there. We are pulling for you. You got this.